What's up, boo? How you doing, man? There he is. Get this guy in. Hey, Murray. How are things in Kamloops? What's up? What's up? <laughs> We're doing this again. You got some Joker hair. I do. Yeah, I um, I redyed it green because um, I still have a lot of it left. It looks yeah. cool. Thanks. Well, I figured, um, you know, I'm almost forty and I've never dyed my hair before. And Wait, uh, really? the, the, while the I'm not time? working, this is yeah. I've, I've bleached my hair before, and it came out with that sort of like golden brown. Hey, Stephanie. Um, but I've never dyed it before because like corporate jobs. So um, now that, that I'm not yeah. allowed to work. Yeah, because I don't think like someone's going to want to give me millions of dollars looking like Joker because they watch that movie <laughs> and they're like, you're going to murder my family. <laughs> yeah, I think I got I got a lot yeah. of my dying uh, out in uh, in high school. Did the bleach thing at the blue. I did green. Yeah. Actually, I thought about bleaching it during quarantine as well. You should go for it, man. We're still kind of like living that quarantine life, yeah, right? right. Well, Did we we'll win? See. Oh, Rocky. Let's see. What's up, Rocky? How you doing, Stephanie? Who's Stephanie Rosie or Rose? Tell Stephanie me about these Rose people. I don't know. Is a fantastic photographer that I met at the right. uh, Darkroom Lab Film Padilla last year in San Clemente, California. And uh, she has beautiful oh, cool. work and she sells beautiful prints and you should definitely give her a follow. Rad, cool, yeah. I'll check yeah, that out. great. Yeah. And then Not For Sale, this I love his Polaroid. Oh, Not For Sale, big, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Not For Sale's Polaroids. <clears throat> I think people don't, people uh, think this is, uh, this is actually the official episode or Whatever you want to call it, but this yeah. Is actually, this is actually the fourth hour <laughs> that we're going on. This is yeah. This, so this is hour four. So um, for people that were not with us when this happened on Sunday, um, this started as a cooking show that I would do randomly when I was bored because, like, you know, I was like, "What's this Instagram live thing?" And so I started doing that. And then a bunch of photographers like came in and it was like a lot of fun. And I was like, Jason, you should like get in on it. And he's like, nah, it's fine. And then like the first hour ended and he's like, yo, let's do that thing. <laughs> and then it turned into like three you know, hours of madness. <laughs> you, know what, you know what happened there? I think I like felt just, I just felt gross. You know, <laughs> that quarantine gross that you're just like, I haven't showered in like a while. And I, I had like, I had like a little too much scruff. Like you, you got like the the beard is like your look, and the, and and you rock it well. But like when I when my thing gets out here, I just look like I'm not, like I stopped caring. So I like shaved real quick, and then I was like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> Seriously, you shaved real quick, dude. No one it was a total. Known. It was like a, it was a vain move. I was like, I gotta look kind of like, you know, I was like I just oh, want to look kind of camera ready, you know. That's kind of amazing, honestly. Um, it's, it's, it's this Hollywood life. It makes you think about these things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how long have you been in L.A. for now? 
almost two years yeah Holy which shit. is crazy i feel like i literally just got here but before i moved down here i would i would drive like once a month from san francisco down here yeah, that's right i remember you said yeah. you were doing the the san francisco down to la thing yeah i actually loved that setup for a while it was really cool because it would for it would really force me to like make it into a photo trip and i would take a lot of photos on the way down and back up and off the five and even though the five is like really mundane and really kind of oddly born you know i actually really i love that stuff so i was like oh i'll try to find these little moments that are cool you know because yeah. everyone that I, everyone that i would tell they're like oh you do you take which way do you take i'm like the five and they're like that's the worst like it's so boring and i'm like dude that's why i like it like i would i get off like, I, I, I would always make it a point to get off an exit that i didn't quite see yet or whatever and just kind of park and walk around a little bit and you know i mean it's just a, it's mostly a bunch of taco bells and mcdonald's and gas stations obviously but you know. so there's no combination pizza hut and taco bells there's a i think there's a pizza hut little caesars or no wait that's that's not right <laughs> I mean, like, I think there's a little seat. They have, like, two joints in the same thing. Yeah. It gets to a point where they're like, get get our pizza and another pizza. Whatever. <laughs> um, you got to pay rent. How's chilling with the kids, Stephanie? And you're very welcome. You are a talented photographer. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm actually kind of sad that... Um, the film today like I, I didn't hear if they were like doing it again this year or not but like it was a really cool experience last year to go down that was the San, San Clemente thing you were talking about yeah it was really neat like I'd sort of like just seen it on Instagram and I was like I don't know what this thing's about and um I'd never been to San Clemente before and um it was I don't think I've ever been to San Clemente actually it's it's pretty beautiful man like um we flew yeah. into la and then drove down um the pacific highway mm -hmm. or whatever what is it called the pacific coast highway yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um it was it was pretty cool like driving through like huntington beach and stuff and um I was kind of bummed out later to find out, like, had we gone and explored the pier, we may have, like, ran into um, Ed Templeton. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's there, like, every day, basically. Yeah, and someone's just like, yo, did you go to the pier and, like, run into Ed? And I was like, what? Ed Templeton's there? It's and weird. Like, I, don't, I don't even think that he knows how much he, like, draws way more attention to it from outsiders now that it's become, like, his thing. Yeah, it was it was interesting, but like the the film today was like really cool. Just like you know, being able to um, you know meet all these different uh, yeah, yeah, yeah temples. That's so Chris Cohen photos is uh, my heterosexual life mate. I've known him for like a decade plus, and you know he helped me design my first book, and you know we'll we'll end up making more books and Rad. other projects together. He's like my road trip. I didn't know you had a book. That's awesome. Yeah, that that's the Ed Templeton we're talking skateboard and maze guy. Um we were talking about um the trip I took to the film Padea last year in San Clemente and we were like driving down towards San Clemente from LA and um someone was like, Yo, did you like stop at the Huntington Beach Pier to run into like Ed Templeton? And I was just like, Oh, I didn't know. Um But it was really kinda crazy because like um
someone called my phone and then it like made me go away. <laughs> um, they had a really great panel of like all these different photographers that, that um, you know, we were able to like talk to and they talked about like their art and their craft, like the film photography guys came in and um, hi, Barbara. Hi, Chuck. Hi, Bill. Um, and it was cool to meet like Mike Rosso and those guys. Uh, Mike Padua came out with like the all the crazy buttons and stuff that he's got um this girl megan um uh, megan shoots film she does this really cool shit with nikonos stuff underwater and like oh yeah she, I, I have one of those cameras i love those things they're great and like they're she, so, and, and they're inex, and they're inexpensive they're really cheap yeah dude she pushes ektar to like 800 underwater oh cool that's yeah, awesome. like for, for it's like, like ocean stuff or yeah, cool yeah, stuff. it's like all underwater. Like you know, this is yeah, cool. yeah. I literally um, bought. I like. I don't ever go to the beach, but I bought one of those cameras because I'm like, I this is just such a rad concept. I love the idea that a camera can get wet. <laughs> I just think I, it's I I have like one of those Canon underwater ones, but I have yet to like put yeah. it underwater. Yeah, hi, Petey. What's up, Peter? That's my best. Um, friend. Oh, nice. It's nice to meet Jason's best friend. Um, yeah, it was like, neat though. The coolest dude, though, that they had on the panel was uh, Grant Britton. That meeting, that oh, dude. Yeah. Was, Grant Britton is one of the coolest. Yeah. It was, it, he, his talk was like hilarious because he's just like, yo, I've been doing this a really long time. And he's like, <laughs> it's been neat. And here's some photos, but he's like, the coolest thing is like, I've been doing this so long that I have like this like huge catalog of photos. Yeah, such, an so such a big archive. Yeah, but what he's been doing is he's been going through and picking like his favorite photos that he has from the past, and he's like recreating them in the future, um, with the uh, the dudes now. And he's like, it's really kind of funny having like the picture of the like, guy as like a teenager and now is like a gray bearded dad. And yeah, was, I, I always think about that. I'm like, for, you know, for, for those guys that are like uh, proper Gen Xers that have been shooting film and doing all this stuff w long before it had this like internet resurgence. Yeah. And then, you know, them being like in their 40s and then like all of a sudden the iPhone becomes very the thing and then like they get into Instagram and then everyone's like, dude, you're awesome, dude, you're awesome, dude, you're awesome. And then they're like, oh, you like i'm cool you think i'm you like my stuff oh it's like it's it's probably such a different such a different thing you know like, like they always knew that they were in this scene or whatever but like when the internet when all these people are like when people become more accessible to talk to it must be it must change all that up so much it must be such a different thing i don't know it was it was kind of wild like i did not have any expectations about the film Padilla going into it and like Stephanie I don't know if that was like your first one that you ever went to or if you'd been to it before but like I was I just figured you know why not check it out and the partner I was seeing at the time like we would always travel to go see these like different photography adventures and we figured let's let's do LA why not or San Clemente and it was only 35 bucks for the whole weekend and it was crazy like just amazing speakers and they took us on a tour of the darkroom lab, which was kind of amazing to see. Like they they run like three dip dunk machines, like ded one dedicated for E6, one dedicated for black and white, and one dedicated for C41. 
and then they have a fleet of like those uh, automatic C41 processors. It was just crazy to mm -hmm. see like large scale film production going so on. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's so, that's so exciting, especially when you're making like a long trip from where you live to go see it. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. it adds so much special specialness to go so out of your way for that kind of thing. I that was what that kind was of good. made it so fun to go to LA when I was living in the Bay Area. That's wild. It was your first time too, Stephanie. Crazy. Well, I'm I'm really glad to have like met you in that adventure because you know that's one thing that I've really. And, and part of like the idea of like doing the these like weekly things is like I've been very lucky to like meet so many awesome people in the photographic community and the the like film photographic community is just never ceased to like stop amazing me with like how many great people are inside of it and um, how accessible everyone is to each other and um, yeah the accessibility is really cool that's a really important part of it yeah. The fact that you can talk to like your heroes now and that was never a thing even yeah. like five years ago even like in the early stages of instagram nobody was really exercising that and now everyone's just like oh yeah i talked to ed templeton i talked to jason lee i talked to grant britain i talked to all these guys that you would never that wouldn't that was not a thing these guys were just untouchable back in the day yeah and now everyone's like no how to talk to them everyone's nerding out and it's like oh you know they're actually really nice and like they're really cool and they you know support my stuff and then, and then it gives everybody more of a positive way to be like oh like if the guy that i if the guys that i love think i'm if, think of what i'm doing is cool then that really makes me want to keep doing it like i'm doing something right it kind of gives people a good yeah because you know, you're like holy shit maybe maybe a I good motivation cool yeah, yeah. It, is, it is great motivation and i 100 percent agree chris the pandemic does need to go away so we can do but, <laughs> yeah i i constantly think about how that's gonna happen but i don't know we, we don't need to talk about that i guess that's a, that's dark yeah let's 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 not let's not get into the darkness let's keep let's keep um, it fun that's the whole point yeah, of this thing. let's keep it let's keep it fun like i mean so um this is like technically like the official first episode of like this photography chat that i'd like to ideally keep kind of going um sort of like weekly because I've, I've been lucky enough to meet so many rad photographers in the last few years of being in this in this community and they've all been so amazing and um you know everyone has interesting stories to share like yeah we we went through that on sunday when we spent like three hours just like talking about like the randomest things and people asking us questions and you know i just thought it was great it was that that was such like, an accident. That's what I liked about it. Yeah, it was It was kind of like, it was a, a really happy accident, but um, I think it would be cool to like, you know, sort of showcase a, a different different person, like, you know, be able to share different stories um, all the time. So like next week, Brian Brooks, uh, who runs Underdog Film Labs in San Francisco, is my next victim. And uh, Yeah, I know about them. Yeah, that's rad. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. So I met Brian at uh, Policon in Texas last year mm -hmm. in September, and that was the first time I met Brian. I had no idea like how crazy and amazing the um, the film community was in San Francisco until hey Pete, how's it going, man? Pete also has a common link between the two of us. He's the gentleman who purchased Jason Lee's Lincoln. Oh, no way. That's awesome. I remember seeing that post. 
Yeah. yeah I, I I was like I was like if I just if I had a full time job still I would buy that thing right now because I live like thirty minutes away from where he lives now. But I was just like, no, nah, I can't do it. Do you still have uh, that car? He, he just drove it back from uh, back from uh, L.A. to um, he lives out in Massachusetts. Oh, so amazing. If, if you don't oh. if you don't follow Pete, I highly recommend like giving him a follow. Um, cool. His shit's amazing. Um, I guess and also you get to like keep up with his um, with his interesting adventures in film. You know his the road trip photos were great because he like you know is continuing the four by five adventures with the Lincoln. Yeah, I mean that's like to me that car, especially now in 2020. Like if you have that car, you're either 90 or you're a photographer. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or you're a big fan of um, Gross Point Blank. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're very, yeah. It's a very, like, cinematic car, and it goes well with, you know, slow film taking, shoot, shooting or whatever. Absolutely. I mean, so. you have that trunk that can fit so many dead bodies inside of it. Yeah, so you can fit pretty much anything. You can basically live in that car. It's probably such a comfy ride. They are, yeah. They, they, they bounce around. And I like them the most when they have the crushed velvet interior. Yeah, that's the best because like yeah, that, the those leather, are nice. <laughs> the leather gets like too hot and weird. But like that crushed velvet is just like yeah. so soft and comfy. Oh, it's so comfortable. Or a photographer that <laughs> used to be a mechanic. Yeah, that is a yeah. If you know how to work on cars, and you're a film photographer, that is like the perfect car. I mean, that or like a Cadillac. I'm gonna have to get Pete on an episode so he could talk about his uh, his road trip adventure with the Lincoln, and you know we, we've chatted a little bit, and he's got a lot of big plans for the Lincoln. So that's no, that's, I mean I hope so. That car is like it's a beautiful car. Like I remember when Jason first got that thing, I was like, dude, that is like the most fitting vehicle for what he's doing when he was doing the Texas and Tulsa stuff. I was like, oh yeah, you can't be driving around in a current car doing taking photos like that he's, he's got another land yacht now what's that he's got another land yacht now he, he got a, like a newer one. Oh, really yeah that still still a big boat though what's up glenn that's mm -hmm. my little brother hey buddy oh nice what's up glenn so like the little bro the does format glenn with shoot film at all like, you know you got um glenn did shoot film uh, when he was younger, I actually have some of his film here that I need to like scan and send to him because my parents gave me like this huge bag of like negatives and uh, film that has yet to be processed. And then there's like a bunch of Advantech shit, which I'm pretty sure was processed. It's, like confusing that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but a bunch of his film that he shot when he was a kid was in there. Um, yeah, he's. He's like one of those dudes that's like super multi-talented. Anything that he wants to do, he just like conquers. One of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like when um, when he was a kid, like he played all he played bagpipes. He's a Filipino that can play bagpipes. No shit, that's sick. Kind of wild. <laughs> that's and then amazing. He, like, killed, he killed skateboarding for a while too. He's like he's really good with that, and he got into photography. No. Um, now he's teaching his kids to skateboard, and that watching that shit kills me like seeing my niece and nephew like ripping around <laughs> in in videos of them at the skate park it just it, it makes me kind of bummed out that i live on the other side of the country from them because yeah. i can't go hang did you skate at all as a kid uh a little bit a i little could bit. never really quite ollie 
Um, yeah. Now, now I just like roll my fat ass around on the board. <laughs> basically, well, rolling around is forever <laughs> going to be fun. So that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's um, I still have a board. I go out sometimes, but you know that I mm. feel kind of like like a weird old poser. And then I see videos of like Jason just like ripping it up, and I'm like. I need to like. Well, you know, <laughs> Jason Lee, it's a little different. That's true. That's true. But it's just like, damn, like you know. I mean, yeah, I, I think you you think like, oh, fifty year old man on a skateboard, but it's like, yeah, no, he's not like any fifty year old man. He's right. He's he's back. He's video days. You know, he's fucking. <laughs> so, he's he's also basically yeah. one of those guys that is good at everything. Like everything he's done, you're like, why is he good at everything he wants to try out? Yeah, like my brother. He's that's my little brother. Yeah, exactly I have like I have that. a couple friends like that that are like just. I think they just like it's like these addictive personalities that can like just charge and like put in the hours, put in the work, and just like focus. You know. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's amazing. I, I look up to people that can do that. I wish I could do that kind of. I think. I guess I kind of do with some things, but then we're all our own worst enemies with stuff. Hey, Barb, and Chris is right. I mean one of the things that Chris and I used to do a lot instead of skateboarding was uh, we would instead just of rolling around and... <laughs> yeah, we would we would he was my blizzard buddy yeah. nice go have Good blizzards and, like, you know, pretend to yell like get off my damn lawn from like the trunk of our cars in the parking lot <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have any dairy cranes when I was growing up seriously where I was. yeah the bay area has like weird like we didn't have a lot. We didn't have any WalMarts either. Whoa. Yeah, like the well, East Bay had the East Bay had WalMarts, but San Francisco and the Peninsula does not. We have Target. I mean, when like when against, they were like against Walmart. When I was growing up, there wasn't really, there wasn't any like really big boxes and stuff. I, like the there was like Kmart. In like Woolworth and shit. Yeah, like we, had, we, we had one Kmart, but that was you know those those started phasing out like early. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, none of that shit. It always made me think of Beetlejuice. Which, wait, which like, part? Attention, like Kmart's. It's like attention, Kmart shoppers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I gotta rewatch that. I used to watch the cartoon on Nickelodeon all the time. Oh, that was a great cartoon. Yeah, underrated. People that. forget about that one. It was so good. Like that whole series. Oh yeah, Wolco. I remember Wolco. I think I bought some. Um, I bought some flash cubes that had like Wolco price tags on them. Well, I've never heard of that. Yeah, maybe that was like a like a, a Canadian thing. It was like part of Woolworth. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I never, like I don't know anybody in even like anywhere. Like I dated a girl in Ohio for a little bit. California, definitely not. Walmart is definitely more of a Midwest thing, I guess. Walmart's just kind of like a, just a small well, town. Started, and I'm not in Arkansas, right? That. <laughs> What's that? It started in Arkansas, I think. Or Arkansas. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds about right. Something, something of that nature. Yeah. Wilco was Canadian. There we go. Done. Oh, there we go. Chris dropping the like, you know, the knowledge nugget there. What's up, Mike? Hey, Mike? I haven't seen Mike in a long time. Mike was my dude. He used to make me the best bagels in San Francisco. That's dope. I love bagels. Yeah, he was, he was my he was my dude. I used to like ditch work and go hang out with him for like forty five minutes and just eat bagels and talk talk shit. 
Oh, no, I want a bagel and cream cheese. Um, I have to do a shout out to the rhyme uh, reason. Uh, that's Barb. And I met Barb in Boston when I went to the Jason Lee like a thing. And we were the two Canadians that were uh, that were in attendance there. And right. um, she's definitely going to be in the hot seat one of these Thursdays for, for an episode, too. She's, uh, you know, out in uh, the prairies in uh, in Canada here. She's you know doing the film thing from mm. the academic side. And she runs a lab at uh, I can't what what school is it again, Barb? I can't remember that you you run the lab at. She'll probably message it. <laughs> you think so? Um, but she did this like really cool pinhole stuff when we were on the photo walk. Um, High five. The, that was so <laughs> the photo walk we did in Boston was like kind of like wild because like Barb was doing pinholes on on a photo walk. Um, and then there was like this one dude, um, I think it was Brian. My, my like mind's foggy with shit, but Brian, well, you kind of are an academic. Like, I mean, you work in like at a school, so like, you know, you're more academic than I am. Um, but yeah, this one dude was like street walking, doing street photos with an eight by 10, like over, like with the tripod over his shoulder. And he's like, yo, this is my daily driver. And he had like a, a satchel. Yeah, he had a satchel with like six um, double-sided eight by ten holders in it. So he's like, "I got twelve shots, and I'm ready to do some street photos." And it's like, "That's the only camera you brought?" And he's like, "Heck yeah!" Like I just, I rocked eight by ten. It's kind of rad when something like is such a go-to that you would not think. You know, I feel like most people's go-tos now are just point and shoots. Yeah, or or just like a Nikon. FM something or F two or whatever, but this is this is my daily driver is a the Nikon F five. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I got the F three. Love those cameras. I I have an F three too, and I really love it. And you know, I have to. Yeah, the F five is that's a good looking camera. This guy is a tank. It got stolen from me a couple of years ago. Really? Um, yeah, and it was like a really weird thing um so it's like i use photography as like a mental health tool for the most part <laughs> and um, i was doing this gallery show that was uh, in partnership with one of the mental health associations here in toronto and um it was a gallery that i didn't really want to work with again I, I just wasn't happy with them but they were like hey there's a call for artists for this like mental health and so i felt sort of like drawn to be part of it and yeah. it was just weirdly ironic that, like, at a show for mental health, my primary mental health tool got stolen from me. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of heartbreaking. It was, like, I didn't realize how attached I had gotten to that. Yeah, in the moment. Like, I I hadn't realized, like, how attached no, I had gotten to it. And then when it was gone, it was just like, ah. And yeah. it was gone for, like, a month. And randomly a friend like found this post and like I went and confronted the guy and like I got it back and then you know ever since then it's never left my side it was a front of the guy how did that I want to know about that <laughs> so like, how did that go down because I, I don't think I'd be able to do it I'd be like give me my fucking camera back like I would I would not be able to hold it you know together uh, I don't think. 
it was tough because like I it was an uncharted territory. And hey, Danny, long time no see. Another like awesome Canadian, and also Cat. Hi, Cat. She's one of my best friends. Nice. Um, hey, Cat. Hey, Danny. I have to thank Chris for getting it back because if Chris hadn't like nerded out so hardcore that I got an F five and wanted me to take pictures to send to him of the ca camera mm. when I got it, I wouldn't have had a, a photo of the serial number. Oh and, no way. Uh, Oh, that's cool. A friend of mine was like, yo, like she sent me a link to like this let go app. And she's like, hey, is this your camera? And I was like looking yeah. at it like, holy shit, it looks like my camera. It's the same lens, yeah. same strap. But I mean, there's a lot like that's a common lens. It's a common thing, right. whatever. But then there was like a little outline of like a sticker that this girl at one of the camera stores had given me and they pulled the sticker off, but like the outline of the sticker was still like there. The or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like the rest, I was like, holy shit, it's my camera. And Love I it. found the, um, the photo of my serial number. So I printed it out <laughs> on my laser printer and I messaged a buddy to be like, Hey, can you come with me to like, I don't want to go see this dude by myself. Cause like I messaged him, Hey, is it available? And he's like, yeah. And he was only like 15 minutes from my house, which was wild because like yeah. it got stolen an hour away from my house. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. You're there. Yeah. It was weird. And I mean, so like lucky. Yeah. my friend came and pretended to be like my girlfriend and that she was going to art school and that we were buying this <laughs> camera for her. Oh, you guys did like a whole and, thing, huh? I guess. Yeah, it was, it was like a whole thing. And I was like so nervous. Like when I realized it was my camera, I thought I was going to like throw up on my MacBook. Um, yeah. It just like, and I was like, so like, ah, like, holy shit. And so I, I folded up the printout of the thing and we went and like she memorized the serial number. So when she got the camera, she's like, yeah, this is good. And I was like, yo, so we're going to take it. And I handed him the thing and he opens it. Like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, it's my fucking camera. And I'm going to take it back. And he's just like, what? And I'm like, this shit got stolen. And I have an open police report. And if you try and like fuck with us, I'm going to like give the inf all the information I have on you to the cops and like ask them to like, you know, do whatever the maximum shit they can. He's like, whoa, 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 bro. I didn't steal your fight. And I'm like, no, shut the fuck up. No, like it was stolen. And now we're here. And oh shit! And I was just like, you know, I I don't know if you if you if you know the person that fucking stole this, but you need to tell them how shitty it is to like steal something like this. That's so personal. Ooh. They don't know how much it fucked me up that they took this away. And I was like, maybe they need help. Like, you know, maybe they need help to steal shit. And and maybe you should like talk to them about getting help. And there's a camera store in town here called Henry's, which I fucking hate. You know, shout out to Henry's. <laughs> um, but I was like, I was like, yo, if you need to fucking steal, fucking steal you, from Henry's, a Henry's. Yeah, I was like, you know, steal from a fucking Henry's that has like loss prevention. Don't steal from Henry. Like, you know, it, it sucks, man. And he's like, yo, I'm wow. sorry, bro. Like, I'm glad you like got your camera back. And he tried to shake my hand. I'm like, don't fucking like shake my hand. We're not friends. Uh -uh. Like, no, no, no. Cool. And wow. uh, yeah, then I spent like two hours thinking I was gonna throw up. It was really oh, nerve-wracking. I did, and it was wild. And I'm glad. For... <laughs> 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 yeah. um, I've never heard of Henry before. I'm. I'm, I hope the rumors that they're going bankrupt is true. Otherwise, like, yo, sponsor me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just salty at them because like I bought some like Polaroid originals from them back in the day and or no impossible. It was still when it was impossible and they mm. kind of ripped me off on the shit and uh, yeah. it just left a bad taste.
by Madison. I was like, fuck you guys. They're like the, the best buy right. of like film photography. Got it. Anyways. Yeah, we, we have one like that in California. It's called Sammy's. I've Maybe heard Sam of the Sammy's. Yeah, they're pro Henry and Sammy are probably friends. They sound like they'd be friends. Yeah, they're they're probably like part of that. You know, they would go. What's that guy that didn't kill himself? <laughs> um, Epstein. They're probably like homies with oh. like Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, there's, he, he he was an investor <laughs> for sure. Yeah, definitely terrible investment. But you know, what are you gonna do? What's up, Justin? This is another homie from uh, from Canada. We went to uh, middle school together. We played in bands. Yeah. Ooh, Canadian played, middle school band. I played clarinet it. terribly. Oh, shit. Oh, you played yeah. in band, not in a band. Yeah. No, okay. no, I played in a band later on in life, but okay. um, I'm sure. <laughs> Tons photo. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. look out for... I'll, I want to make a list of every bad camera store. You know, everyone's always like, oh, like, support all these rad camera stores. And I'm totally about that. But then some people are like, yeah, I didn't know. Like, you know, fuck Hunt's photo. <laughs> I don't know. Or, yeah, fuck Hunt's totally. And you're I, like, oh, that's, a, like that's such a bummer that, like, a store sells cool shit but sucks. Yeah, well, I, you know mean, I mean, talking about cool camera stores, though, you you made a comment today on... Yeah, like, then camera stores. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Dan Camera Exchange and Armand yeah. uh, out there. Yeah, the, yeah, the Persian I, print. Yeah, I, I met Armand in LA at that uh, at that show a couple of years ago. He was super nice, and yeah, his he, store looks looks so cool. I've just he, never I've never been to Denton or that area. I've only been to Austin, which is okay. what most which was what most Californians <laughs> have been to for Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like if you're gonna go um, to Texas, first stop is Austin, and then you know. Well, I mean, I I really like Denton a lot. I like, I super fell in love with it when I first. It I, seems, was, yeah, I, was, I mean, it seems cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, oh, Pete has a story about Hunt. Pete That's a story about maybe oh, we'll maybe we'll save that, that okay. for when, when we get we get you an episode because yeah. That's... <laughs> Yeah, that, that seems like I mean, a good thing to like properly tell the camera instead of like typing yeah, it out. Yeah, like texting it out. I mean, I yeah, did I'll, de I'll definitely tune in for that. I, I did go to Hunt's once when I was visiting um, Alan, who's the the manager of the Leica store in Boston, and uh, I don't know, it was kind of disappointing. It was, mm -hmm. it was just kind of like um, one of those fucking places that like it's like passport photos and digital cameras and like tiny little bit yeah. of film. Right, right, right. They have like one case of like four cameras and they're like, oh, you want to look at that? Oh, okay. Yeah. And they, they like open up with like a tech with an attitude and they're like, okay. You're like, dude, what? Like, isn't this, yeah, it, isn't this a photography store? It almost felt like a little bit like a bodega. Like, you know, and, and like, yeah. um, That's uh, where it's like, bodega. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's kind of like how I felt like back when Tire. Did, did they, I don't know if they had Tire Records in in Canada, but no, what's Tire Records? Uh, Tower Records. Oh, Tower. No, we never had Tower Records, but yeah. we had like HMV and shit. Okay, well, we had Tower Records was huge out here, and it was like the you know CD store. It was like records back in the day, but then once CDs became a huge thing, and then it just was like mainly CDs. But they had like one section of records still, and I got really into records in like sixth grade. But, you know, 
we had Amoeba and other places, but I would go in there and be like, hey, man, where do you guys sell the records? And he would just be like, records? Records. <laughs> That's how I, I was like, this dude, like, this is a music shop. Like, how come no one has an appreciation for records? That's kind of what it's like going to those photography stores like that, where they're like, check out the newest, you know, Sony, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, but that's cool. Can you guys have any old shit? I'm super stoked you're in, Pete, because I definitely want to hear about the Lincoln and, you know, you shitting on Heinz, because, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to hear about the Lincoln. I'm so, like, jealous that he got that thing. I, I'm i glad that, like, someone like Pete was the one that, that is now the, the new keeper yeah. of, of Lincoln, because, like... I don't, I don't know Pete, but he seems like the right the right fit, considering what he shoots and all that. Yeah, his photography is beautiful. Like, if, if y'all don't follow him, definitely, like, uh, you know, check it out. And um, it. it's <clears throat> a lot of fun. It's, I mean, I always like meeting other people that are crazy enough to shoot large format, too, because, like, oh, yeah. there's, there's <laughs> a madness so awesome. to it. It is. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been really in love with 4x5 the last little bit. There's just something yeah. really magical about, like, busting that guy out. Mm-hmm. Who's uh we have a shop here that once told us that color film wasn't being made anymore. Wow. Just making that shit up like, oh yeah, no, they don't make that anymore. Like, no, dude. Well, I mean we'll we'll see how Kodak does now that they're gonna be making hy hydrochloroquine. Yeah. That's such a trip. <laughs> that's that's kind of like weird because like I mean this is not their first attempt at becoming a pharmaceuticals company. The last round went so well, they almost went bankrupt. Well, they did go yeah. bankrupt. They did, yeah. So, that was, yeah. yeah. Was yeah, it like... I'm so amazed Kodak is still around. I'm so happy it's still around, but I'm like amazed at how many things they've had to go through to keep afloat. It's... So and, I... I don't know. I Impressive. took a tour of the factory last year. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, they, they had this thing. It, it popped up on Instagram. Like, another thing where it's, like, Instagram is, like, just really fucking crazy with what comes up on it sometimes. Um, but they had this thing where it's, like, you know, for, like, X amount of dollars, you can go on a tour of the Kodak factory and have lunch in what was George Eastman's office, which is now oh, wow. just a fucking boring conference room. Yeah. Um, but that, it was that's George's in Rochester, office. right? New York? Yeah, that, that was in Rochester. Um, but it was like I was not ready for the vastness of the, the process of like making film like it was just like I've watched like, videos you know, like, on YouTube of that kind of stuff or even like really old 50s 60s videos that they make of the whole process and it's just like it really makes you appreciate it even that much more it's it's just it's crazy it's insane like yeah. um just for pictures <laughs> like, yeah just just for just you for know pictures. like in the grand scheme of things you're like god this is a huge process for well and the thing that was wild too is like um because production is so low now there's only certain times of the year where all of the different pieces are running at the same time yeah um so there's only like two times a year they can do a tour where everything is running at the same time mm. because like when they're running the the base plant it makes so much base that they only need to run it for like a couple of months and then they're like good for like oh wow a couple of quarters um and then like the emulsion plant is always running 
and, and the coating plant is always running, but it's like it's that base plant that like only ever rarely runs when everything else were, is. Were you there for the whole shebang or? Yeah, it was in the base oh, plant, wow. I think is like what blew my mind the most because it, it's like a mile and a half long and nine stories high in total. Wow. And the film traverses that whole mile and a half and nine stories up. It like goes up and down. So it's going like a few miles. And it starts with like mm -hmm. plastic pellets on one end. And then on the other end, there's just like, it's this plastic base. And the machine needs to run constantly. So they can't, if they just turn it off like hard, it breaks the machine and then they have to like spend like weeks fixing it. So it's like when they turn it off, it's like a slow turn off where they have to like trickle it down. Um, so it was like wild to watch them right. because constantly producing. So on the tail end of the, the base plant, there's this um, elevator that takes the finished product. <laughs> and when they're um, spinning a reel, it's coming down and collapsing like this elevator that has the base like looping through it and it's collapsing down, filling up the reel. And then when the reel gets full, the elevator starts back up again so that it can pull the new producing base that's coming in while they're putting a new reel in. So they're constantly just like swapping reels out into this thing as it's coming, uh, coming oh, no. close, just like constantly. And they had three production lines to do that at one point, And now they only run one of them. The other two have been like shut down because they don't, need that much base anymore um but right. like that was crazy to watch them make that and it's <clears throat> also like they were talking about how they were getting in trouble from all these preservationists that were like um being like why are you destroying the buildings on on the thing and hi leslie that's one of my other best friends she's a you know cantankerous academic that also likes to take photos <laughs> and um it was it was kind of like wild when the guy was talking about how they weren't destroying buildings they were destroying the shells of machines and these preservationists didn't understand that that like this thing from the outside that looked like a historical building was actually a machine and the inside of the building was not intended for human use so for them to retrofit it for human use it would it, it's just easier to like plow it down and build a proper building for humans because like it could be like a 10-story building but there's only three or four stories where people are actually allowed and the rest of it is like machine stuff where it's like there's like a five-story drop shaft where like stuff would go through and like weird machine rooms and stuff and um it was kind of weird like going through the emulsion plant and uh one of the coating plants where you're you're walking through a machine but it's a building and you just feel so small because you're like, holy shit, this is like yeah. insane. Anything that makes you feel small, I think, is good for the human mind. <laughs> Absolutely. You're just like, like dude, was... like, you know, I everything that I bitch about, doesn't. it's not that big a deal. Like this, like, I am such a small part of this equation. But you're also <laughs> a big part of the equation. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's cool. You're like, oh, no, I, I have to, you know, all, all the pieces together. It's like a big, gigantic puzzle. You're just like, this is, all the pieces by themselves mean nothing, but, you know, put them all together. This is kind of epic. It's so crazy. Oh, well, well, crazy. Stephanie was saying she went to Ritz camera and asked for medium format film, and they looked at looked at her like she was crazy. Where's yeah, Ritz, Ritz camera? Ritz, Ritz was in America. I don't know where Stephanie's located, but I, 
they had those that was kind of a mall camera shop okay like it was ritz and wolf it was like the same company but for some reason they had two names or you know whatever but yeah that was a very probably in the same realm of henry's or sammy's and you walk in and like everyone's wearing a uniform and a name Mm -hmm. tag and they shoot you know the newest camera and think that film photography is like just totally not necessary anymore yeah, yeah there, you, there it is she goes, she said this was years ago it was, it was a mall camera shop yep it was i don't know it's like it's so weird how malls god it's so bizarre that malls were such a big part of our culture but there's like no culture in them <laughs> right it's kind of yeah. like i, I would have to go weird. to them and then but you know everybody in there like i don't i don't know how to describe it i don't want to sound like a snob about it but it's it really just it was the weirdest fucking place like blacks or yeah the pan camera blacks was such a weird weird place that was like and i remember they hired martin short to do a bunch of ads at one point martin short <laughs> yeah well I you think know, so. that's, that's a little weirder than ashton kutcher with nikon like a decade ago those were weird i didn't those really, really like weird. it was that was that was just such a like let's just get a famous good looking guy to like sell our point and shoot digital cameras it was was I it don't know. i remember was it kodak or polaroid that made lady gaga like a creative director i think it was i think it was polaroid I yeah forgot about that yeah, that's a funny one too. They're all they're all just like hail marys, you know. They're just like let's get someone that people think is awesome, and you know go with that. And it, I mean, I don't know. It probably worked. I don't know. Lady Gaga thing probably totally worked. I could see Lady Gaga's fans being like, "Oh yeah, totally gonna buy these Polaroid cameras or whatever they have now on their line." I think my my favorite one though is the Lenny Kravitz Leica um, collab that they did. Oh, I didn't even know about that. That's great. Yeah, there, there is a there That's is a snakeskin, <laughs> multi tens of thousands of dollars Leica that you can buy that's like rubber stamped by Lenny Kravitz. Wow! <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that one that one takes the cake, I would say. Yeah, it's the only uh, thing I remember that's like equivalent to that was the U two iPod in high school. Oh man! Or like, like when Apple decided to give everyone the U two album for free, and that like, yes, and like album. nobody fucking wanted it. Like, <laughs> oh, like who who likes U two? Is anybody here like U two? Please just raise your hand. Yeah, yeah, let's see. Anyone in the room like U two I mean, at all? I'll, I'll shut up now if someone's like, I'm the biggest U two fan. But like, dude, does anybody like Bono? He's terrible. Nobody. Yeah, I mean, they did that Mission Impossible <laughs> theme song, and that music video was, like, fantastic. It was so good. You're talking about Mission Impossible 2 20 years ago? Oh, my God. Dude. The the, the, the millennium was 20 years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. But that album sucked. Uh, <laughs> like, I like them, but that album was terrible. I like YouTube. There we go. Okay, we got two YouTube fans. It's okay. okay. You can like you do. I'm just talking shit over here. Full frontal Gen Xers. All right. Yeah. Full I frontal mean... Gen. Yeah, I think it's a Gen X. <laughs> I don't know. I, I always felt like a, a millennial. I feel like a millennial with a Gen X taste because I was like an only child Lashkey kid, so I watched like I watched like inappropriate shit way too early on television. 
Right. So like I was watching 90s MTV as like a five-year-old, six-year-old. Oh, you know what I mean? That. So like I was very in on like, all shit. I remember always thinking like you two, I don't like this band. This band makes me feel weird. I was never a really big fan of them, but I really loved the shit out of the cranberries. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Any any of that like really sensitive stuff I was I was in. Yeah, like that that was like I think I was like emo before emo became a thing because like <laughs> I remember like getting into the cranberries like super hard in middle school and yeah. uh yeah. Actually, holy shit, one of the first times I flew on a plane in my life was like in middle school to go to a theater camp thing in another city. And I just remember like listening to the cranberries on my like shitty Walkman, like looking out the mm -hmm. window and just being like such a bad boy in like grade seven. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, just having that feeling that like you think that everybody's looking at you and being like, oh, that guy's edgy. That guy knows. Yeah. But then like really nobody's nobody's paying attention. Nobody cares. Yeah, they can't hear what's like, you know. You're, Nobody you're knows down. what's going on in your head. That's all exactly. you. It's you talking to you, and that's it. Yeah. They were really creepy. You ever, like, like the because you, you spent, they were really creepy. Yeah, they were. They're they kind of like the Tom were. Cruise of music. Like, <laughs> everybody loved... <laughs> everybody loved Tom Cruise, and then one day everyone was like, we don't like Tom Cruise anymore. And that was it. That might have been the most same with John Travolta. Thing. John Travolta, he he got weird, um, but I yeah, love the meme all that's going weird. around right now. Have you seen that meme that's going around right now of like John Travolta like out and he's like in a black t-shirt and he's shopping and someone wrote, "It's good to see Nicolas Cage out and about with his face mask on." God, that's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Actually. I love Face Off. It's, it's amazing. A good movie. Like, ready for the big ride, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's so bad, but so good. And my little brother and I, every time he says bye to me on the phone, he's always like, bye bye, bro. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god. The brother, I forgot about yeah, that. The creepy brother, like that. It's the weirdest fucking movie. Like I don't even know how they wrote that. It's incredible. I think a lot of drugs were involved. Yeah, like you can't think of all. There's so many layers to that movie where you're like, who thought of this? Yeah, like, like that scene where like Nicholas Cage is all high and he's like, I want to take his face. Oh, oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's the most memorable part of 1997. That's what I remember most of that year. Is that oh my god! That, yeah, like that, that whole... and it right, like the start when he's like in the the pastor getup and he just like you know he's in that choir and he like you know grabs that Heine and it's just like yeah when he grabs that girl's shit. butt because I'm like this is like I'm like eight years old watching this in the theater and I'm just like. <laughs> Nicholas Cage Nicholas Cage is the coolest guy ever. And then later I had to like unlearn that that wasn't cool at all, but you know. Yeah, it's like, yo, we we Lexi's learned terrible here. things from the movies. Hi, Lexi. Yeah, no. I, I didn't understand like I thought badass shit. I thought 
like at the time that shit like that was cool like the the gold guns i thought were cool like come on oh my god the, yeah when he, when he got like it was like the gold guns and like the fucking chiclets and shit and they were just like oh my god yeah Nicolas cage is such a badass yeah. he had this magic this magic cool guy box and i was like oh that's what i want to buy one day when i'm an older when i'm a man i'm gonna buy gold guns and have a little box of chiclets <laughs> and... the life is gonna be so cool yeah, I'm the gonna, dubs. My underwear dubby silk. Yeah, the dubs. Yeah, all the dubs. Brand new dubs every day. And I walk into. Yeah, um, Ang Lee. Ang Lee was like guy. Or no, I know. I think it was, was John Woo. Was that? It? Was it Snake Eye? No, it was, was John Woo. That's right. It was. Yeah, it was John Woo. Who also did Mission Impossible too. Basically, um, anything ultra stylish, but like, doesn't have any like doesn't make any sense. That's John Woo. Yeah, John Woo. I can't. Was it was it Snake Eyes or uh, Face Off where he had the where he had the uh, the snakeskin suit? That makes that was like a movie. Yeah. So I've got this like tech homie that he's like my idol. Like when I grow up, I want to be this guy. And um, he was in like Thailand for work, and he I guess he got blackout drunk and forgot. That he got fitted and ordered multiple snakeskin suits, <laughs> and you know he's he's sitting back home in Texas, and he gets this FedEx package and he opens it up, and inside of like, it are multiple snakeskin suits, and he's just like, "Holy shit! I'm pretty sure this package has broken multiple federal laws." <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that can be comfortable, especially in Texas. It's gonna be so hot. I, I don't think he wears the pants, but I've definitely like seen pictures of him at tech conferences where he's wearing the jacket, and I'm just like, that's fucking. I'm jealous. I I would never probably wear that because like I don't feel like I could get away, but I admire and respect that. Anybody that can that can get away with it, that was kind of as a kid you thought, oh, if this guy can get away with such a ridiculous look or vibe, that means you're actually cool, you know? Right. So that yeah. was Nicolas Cage to me. That was even John Travolta to me. That was all those guys. I was like, oh, these guys are ridiculous. But some, their, their confidence level and the fact that they're getting away with these gold guns and, like, ugly suits, it's just cool. I don't know. I'm, I still think it's cool, but, like, not really. Like, if I saw that in real life, I'd be like, this fucking guy. But in the movie, Well, yeah, it works. I mean, like, if I saw him doing I'm going to go watch Face Off and Conquer tonight. I... Okay. My favorite Nick Cage movie, though, ever, <laughs> Con Air. I fucking love Con Air. That one. Yeah, so no, good. Con Air is amazing. That was only, like, that was the same year, <clears throat> year before or something. Yeah, Con Air, Con Air was amazing. Like, yeah. when, when when he, like, gets out of the bus and his, like, hair blowing in the wind. And he just yep. does that, like. <laughs> and the, and the putting the bunny back on the box line. Oh, so yeah, good. put the bunny down. The back in the box. <laughs> With that, like, terrible accent. Oh my god! Yeah, Wild at Heart is a great one. All the '80s Nick Cage stuff is all like actually good. Like Raising Arizona is like a genuinely good. Oh, movie. Raising Arizona is fantastic. Yeah, that's one of my favorite and, movies. Uh, but you know, but his '90s stuff—that's when he started to get a little more like character version of himself. And then once the 2000s started, you're like, oh, Nick Cage is is weird. Like that's when it—that was it. You know, <laughs> doing the Nick Cage report on Community. Nice. Yeah, <clears throat> I love Community. Um, the '90s has so many great movies. And like even the early oh, yeah. 2000s, I was watching this um, interview with Matt Damon when he was talking about, I think it was Rounders with, um, he did with John Malkovich. 
and it was before being John Malkovich happened. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, it was the year before. Um, yeah, and ninety-eight. I guess everyone, everyone on the set was like, "Holy shit, we got Malkovich!" Like Malkovich yeah. is coming, and it was like Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich before. Claiming the cube, real quick. Yeah. Shout out to that. Eighty-nine. That's right. And, That's um, I get he gets there, and they're doing like the first scene, and he sits down. And his Russian accent was so fucking terrible. He's like, <laughs> oh, you want to be yeah. cage or I some remember. shit. And Matt Damon was like, what the fuck? And everyone's like, oh, my God, brilliant, mm -hmm. bravo. And Matt Damon just has this look of like, what the fuck just happened? Like, and like, what the yeah, fuck? Malcolm yeah. like pulls him in and he's like, I have to tell you, I'm a terrible fucking actor. <laughs> and he's just like, like, I don't know why Malcolm is fucking so good. Yeah. I don't remember Gleaming I mean, the like, Cube. Uh, Gleaming the Cube is from 1989, uh, which is the year I was born. It has, uh, uh, what's his name? He was like the guy, Heathers, and uh, Christian Slater as a skateboarder. And he, it's the weirdest fucking movie. It's another one of those movies of like, what is this movie? But it has, it's probably the closest to like actual skateboarding uh than any skateboard movie has been like it actually has tony hawk in it it's got tommy guerrero in it holy uh, shit got like Christian some big Slater. names were like but they're still <clears throat> young they're like still you know teenagers i think even or like in their early 20s and they're not as big as they were in the late 90s even you're like oh like you watch it and you're like tony hawk is like in like half of this movie oh fuck i do has, remember like, that hair. Yeah. yeah it's a it's a really cheesy movie but the skateboarding in it is actually really good because it's like real you know, it's not, I don't know, you watch like Grind or that shit and you're like, what is this? Like, this is not, this wasn't made by anybody who knows what skateboarding is. And Gleam in the Cube actually is like pretty on point. I, I wicked loved Christian Slater when I was a kid. And then when he did Mr. Robot, yeah. I was like, holy shit, Christian Slater. Cool. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, he was another one of those like, oh, this guy's edgy and I, I want to be like him type of dudes. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we're coming up yep, that was al almost an hour here. Um, Are we? So, oh boy. Yeah, we have we have a minute and thirty three seconds left, thirty two seconds. Um, so I want to just thank everyone for coming out for photography chat, which turned into um, Nicholas Cage, John Travolta critiques. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like barely talked about photography. So let's talk about Nicholas Cage for thirty five <clears throat> minutes. Yeah, well, I mean, Nicholas Cage is amazing, and it was like it's in cinematography amazing whatever i can't fucking think of a word it was a masterpiece cinematography um, is connected <clears throat> to photography later down the right? line yeah it, exactly. it all ties it, it all blends together but um all wants us to keep going we're gonna have uh brian brooks on next week and we'll talk maybe about more photography stuff um Maybe, I mean, if Jason wants to do another one, I can, like, tempt the Instagram gods after we do this, uh, this uh, I got nothing else going on. <laughs> All right. So, I'll upload I can pretend like I'm busy, but... <clears throat> I'll, I'll upload this one because it'll let me. It probably won't let me upload the second one if we do another <laughs> one. So, we'll just, you know... Um, yeah, you know, we can talk about Connor in the next, next one. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Connor in the next one. So this was kind of Photography Chat, episode one. Episode two is Brian Brooks next Thursday. Um, if you all want to, like, hear more about Nicolas Cage, um, we'll be back in, like, two minutes. And, yo, what up, Sabrina? Long time no see. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be back again.